Welcome back to the Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Andrew Freeman of Last in Line. Check it out. So, hey, man, uh, great to chat with you. Uh, I'm really excited about the new Last in Line, Last in Line 2, uh, coming up soon on Frontiers Records on February 22nd. Let's just, uh, you know, it's been a long process to get here from the first record to the second. A lot of stuff has gone on with you guys in life, let alone in music. So let's just talk about from the top, uh, the, okay. the making of this record. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little longer of a process. feel like with a little more time with most of the guys and, and a little bit of time with Phil that you guys have, uh, you know, achieved some kind of a comfort level musically, uh, like a communication where you guys at least understand each other? Yeah, you know, there wasn't really too much of a, of a, a learning curve with that. <clears throat> I mean, that, you know, Vinny and Vivian have, uh, have a chemistry that exists and, and uh, you know, Phil and I, uh, we try to uh, you know, respect that and, 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 and fit in with that, you know, because that's the core of what this band is, is what those two guys do. Uh, musically, and how they react to each other, you know, when they play, um, and, and um, so it was good for me. I, I've known I've known Vinny for you know since I think two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, I've known Phil for a few years. Um, worked with both of them before this band. Um, Vinny has worked with Phil before, and <clears throat> so yeah, Phil was kind of in, in the uh, in the mix with us, uh, and, and it was just a, it was an easy choice. Uh, um, to the point where I couldn't picture anybody else in that position, you know, besides Jimmy, you know. Um, so uh, it, it was pretty painless to get the writing process going. We um, we did it in a very short amount of time as far as the music end of it goes. Um, I could probably count on my hands how many um, how many times you know they actually got together when we all actually got together to work on music. So it, you know we had about 13, 14 ideas um, going into this as rough music demos uh and then we i think we narrowed it down to about i think there's 11 songs total on the record mm. so um so yeah it, it was it was a good process it was a really organic process it was kind of painless at times um writing the music uh, making some of the music into uh you know putting melodies and and, and chorus and stuff uh, a couple songs that were a little bit of a challenge but uh but you know we took the time to to make it better and you know to the point where we had to push back the release date a little bit to, to get it right you know awesome and uh you know uh i i do want to give a shout out to frontiers the uh, underrated record label they don't get enough credit for all the tremendous music they put out uh and just they really they really seem to be very artist centric from all the bands and artists i've talked to who are on the label so good stuff yeah, there I think there's a lot of 
a lot of artists do when you have Olympic naked records if you're looking for a way to work with So um, they, they really are a great what they do. And uh, just the, the journey of that to what it was and to what it is now is a pretty big deal. So, But I mean, you're, you're right, they're not going to get credit because they're a rock record label. So <laughs> rock seems to be a these days in right. the industry. So. I mean, uh, across the board, not just commercially, but everywhere, uh, rock and, and yeah. heavy metal and metal do not ever seem to get, you know, and it's fine. We almost don't need the credit. I almost don't want the credit. I, I prefer when, you know, my music or, you know, our music, if you will, is, you know, it's good to be the yeah. underdog sometimes. It makes better art. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's been uh, it's been on the fringe since I was, you know, a teenager. So I, I'm not uh, expecting it to be any different as I, you know get into my older years. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Of course, same here. Uh, you know, I, I do want to spend a, a minute or two talking about uh, Jeff because Jeff is really an unsung hero. He's a fantastic producer, obviously produced the first record also. So when getting ready to make, you know, Last in Line 2, was it just the obvious choice to come back to Jeff or w was there a process? Did you consider it? You know, what, Jeff obviously yeah. brings something. You've produced your own records and other records, so you know what makes a good record also, you know? Song? <laughs> no. You think he's an unsung hero in, in that process? I, I think Jeff gets a lot of credit for what he does. So. Oh yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. I just mean in I think I think in general, like what he brings to records, I think doesn't get called. I think he doesn't get enough credit. I think he's so well known as an artist himself that he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. I mean, on the first record, he was really involved in what we do and what we did in that, and and, uh, and you know, the, the guys are very comfortable with Jeff. You know, he. Uh, got a very comfortable studio he's a very comfortable setup uh at his home and it's private and it's not in the city it's it's uh, uh it's a very you know kind of a you know friends hanging around sort of a thing um um so you know i, I know vivian is really comfortable working with jeff and, and Vinny as well i mean those guys have you know about you know 30 some odd years as friends and in, in, in the industry um so um uh, you know, I, it's comfortable for those guys, you know, to, to work with him. Uh, I, on this record, I, I did more of the work on myself at home um, because of scheduling, and uh, it just was hard to get uh, Jeff nailed down to uh, his schedule nailed down because he had, you know, a lot of things going on with uh, performance things going on with Foreigner, you know, and he had another record that he was working on, his own record he was working on uh, with Lynch and uh, Pilsen, um uh, the docking guys, the old docking guys, uh, um, with um, uh, that singer, with Robert Mason. Mm. So um, a lot of his efforts were, you know, focused on that stuff, and, and there just wasn't enough time uh, to do things to schedule our stuff. So um, I ended up doing a lot of the recording at home, and uh, I think the people who aren't getting credit on this record are like myself and, and uh, Phil Susan and, and uh, Chris Collier, the, the uh, mix engineer, because. You know, we put a lot of uncredited work into this album, and um, uh, so um, you know, not to not to discount Chef at all, just uh, it was a big part of you know the, the, the production of the first record. You know, he's friends with those guys, but uh, um, uh, and, and I think he's a great producer. I think he's really good at what he does. Awesome. Um, I do also want to discuss some of the material uh, and obviously a really great varied album. Uh, you know, some of the tracks is a lot of up-tempo rocking tracks, but actually what I really love is some of the really slow groovy songs. And I think they really, uh, 
you really stand out in those songs. I think it's just kind of a very uh, a good mix of your voice plus the tempos uh, and the grooves really uh, blending very well together um, and heavier too, like super heavy. Some of these tracks. Right. Yeah, some of them are pretty heavy. Yeah, there's definitely a big mix of, of uh, you know, tempos and, and just not a lot of the songs sound the same. I think a lot of times when we get into a lot of these slow and mid-tempo sort of songs, there's so many of those songs that uh, we have on our records, on our two records now, and and, and uh, you know exists, you know, in, in their back catalog. Um, and it's hard to get away from the comparison between them. So. Um, some of the things we did focus on, we wanted to have a couple of up-tempo type songs and some, some more, uh, I thought was a little more progressive when we were recording it, but they, they've come out to be some of the more interesting songs on the record. So, um, In, so um, indeed. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I think, uh, the, the mid-tempo slow stuff is just kind of something that happens when the apathy starts playing drums. <laughs> right. It's very Zeppelin-esque. It's very Black Sabbath. Um, so, um, it's kind of hard to get away from when somebody naturally plays that way, you know? Right. Indeed. And, and of course him and Phil just, uh, lock in. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a tremendous. They have been friends for a long time. So yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's a it's great when you have that kind of uh, familiarity. Like I said, you guys are really uh, you know gelling a lot of stuff. You're going through a lot of stuff, but uh, this this record really shows the fruits of all your hard work. And uh, I really hope a lot of people get to hear it. Do you have any? Uh, I have my personal favorite songs already on the record: "The Unknown," "Gods and Tyrants." The you know the uh, these songs give up the ghost. They really you know, stay with you. Yeah, you know, after a few listens. Do you have any personal favorites or you know so far? Yeah, I mean, I love, I love Give Up the Ghost. That's my, that's pretty much my favorite song on the record. Um, and I, I really love, um, uh, Sword from the Stone. I'm not crazy about the title. Uh, it just kind of, it just kind of fit, you know. Um, I'm not really into the whole, you know, Fire and Brimstone. It's not the type of song that I, uh, with a title like that, you would think it's a very, you know, uh, Black Sabbath y, you know, sort of imagery, you know, um, of this whole, you know, um, I'm trying to think of it the right word, but these old fire and brimstone type songs, you know, dragons, rainbows, and all that stuff, which we don't really do, you know, with this band, we don't really write a lot of those type of fantasy type songs. And it was more of a just a, um, no, it's okay, man. I mean, it's it's a band that has guys that played with Dio, so anything with swords and yeah. stones, you know, might ring true to a group of you know traditional metal fans. Maybe like, oh, what's that going to be about? Oh, okay, it's kind of a straight ahead song with nothing about that, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's more of like you know, I wish we today by today's standards, it'd be really great if there was a guy like that. A guy who just comes along, pulls the sword out of the stone, just like they say it happened in the olden days, you know, and just would fix everything that's going on in the world right now. You know, that was the idea on it. So, um, but it is, getting back to your question, it is one of my favorite songs on the record because we, this was one of those production things at the end of the song where it was going to be, you know, hey, you should do this like this because that's how Ronnie would do it. You know, that came from somebody. You know, not, not in those words, like, well, this is how Ronnie would do it. You know, this is... I, I knew where he was going with this direction, and I said that and that. You know, we're just repeating, you know, parts of verses, and just as living at the end of the song, and we put that massive, you know, harmony section in it, and just this 
the PR part to make it sound a little different from what people would expect us to do, you know, um, and just trying to think outside of the box a little bit. So I, that's, that one of those are two ones for me. So nice. You do happen to do a real tremendous job of doubling your own vocals. I think it's kind of a lost art. A lot of people do, you know, one line and then a doubled line, but uh, not a lot of variation or different harmonies or just try, you know, experimental cool things. So I really like the couple of times on the record that you do uh, actually harmonize with yourself. It's not like a very typical thirds of fits. It's very unique and cool sounding. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we, we did a lot of that. We did a lot of, you know, we vocal double on verses and the parts that you want to stand out a little bit. And, and uh, how many rise, you know, the stuff that Jeff was more involved in, in the vocal stuff, you know, he sings backups on a couple of things too. And that was what was great about the first record is having a, a singer, you know, a guy like Jeff who's got a great background, you know, he's a great singer on his own, um, to have that voice mixed in. And we also have Phil mixed too. It, it's, uh, it, it's pretty pretty great to have that behind you, you know, and, and, and then be able to put different things in there on your own, um, but not have it sound like it's the same guy, you know, uh, and as far as like for myself or doubling vocals, I don't find it very hard to do, um, because once I get the idea in my head, it kind of stays there, and, and it's just a matter of rolling the tape and looking, making sure the timing is right on it, you know, so, um, so yeah, I appreciate that, man, it's great to hear, I've never heard anybody say, notice that. Well, I also come from a vocal and musical background, so I try to pay attention to these things when I can. But um, just, yeah, no doubt. As we uh, wind this up, man, uh, I know it's hard for you guys to all coordinate schedules. You guys are in some of the biggest bands in the world, and you are also constantly working on your own music and other projects. Uh, can we expect to see any touring or festival dates from Last in Line this year? Uh, well, the only festival date we have on the bill on the on the, uh, on the schedule right now is, is the Download Festival mm. in the UK. Um, but there there may be more stuff. Uh, we we stop we, we stop when the record goes out in in June, uh, uh, May and June. So they're going to be out, I believe, from part of May till um, September. So we won't be doing much during the summer, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be picking up again in, in September and going forward. So you know. Hopefully till the next, you know, record tour. So uh, we'd really like to get out there and work this album and, and bring the songs to people and, and play a lot of places that we haven't been able to play yet. It's just a matter of, you know, again, it's a matter of schedule. So um, and offers, honestly, as well. You know, um, we uh, we are mostly doing our own shows, but I feel like we we're doing ourselves a disservice not, you know, jumping on uh, as an opening act on so much, you know. Um, some of the bigger band stores, you know, they could be on right now, but uh, but that's okay. You know, as long as we're playing, it's, I would love to do more with this band. It's a matter of uh, it, it is a side project, and uh, it doesn't. Uh, it's a very success. It's a, it's a successful side project, and it, and people are very interested in it. But I almost think sometimes that the fact that we don't play that much helps us more than it hinders us. You know, because people are, we've been doing this now for, the band's been together for about seven years now, seven, almost eight years now. And, uh, it helps, I guess, keep the, uh, the speak about the band a little bit, you know? So when we do do, when we are out playing, it, it's more than a than it would be like, oh, those guys are coming back around again doing the same stuff. You know what I mean? Neat, man. Really neat. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to share or plug that you're working on, uh, on your personal music? Oh. Uh, I'm just, 
I'm working with this band, uh, Live Feet Treachery, which is the original Pope Boys guys, uh, Jimmy Vianda, Nick Sueda, and um, Ronnie Vincent. Uh, we are working on some music right now. We're doing the Monsters of Rock Cruise in two weeks. And uh, uh, just working on that, I have a record out with uh, Mike Slayer that just came out in December. Uh, it's called Devil's Hand. Um, that is out there at the moment. Um, as far as anything else, it's about it. Just trying to, you know, find some time to do some live and shows and uh, promote this record that's about to come out. So. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time. We will plug all that stuff in the descriptions and links. Uh, but I really appreciate your time today. This record is killer. I hope everybody goes and checks it out. Well, thank you for your time, dude. I appreciate you being interested. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.